0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Esports Stiff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your co-host, Fobbs, and accompanying me on the cast is the esports enthusiast, longtime friend, Faison. What's up? You can catch our episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find your podcast. The cast is also timestamped at the bottom, so you can fast forward to the sections that interest you the most. And with that, we'll just get right into it. Dignitas versus 100 Thieves. What are your thoughts, Faison?
1: Uh, I don't know. 100 Thieves were the pre tournament favorites by literally everybody, right? They're coming Mm -hmm. off a winning summer split. They went to Worlds. They didn't change their roster at all. Mm -hmm. So they had
0: what they started like 4 0 with with the Lockins, right?
1: Yeah, they won games almost every game in Lockins. I think they lost to FlyQuest. Which that you yes, can always yeah, kind of yeah. just you know look over. It's one game. It's whatever. Like you're bound to mm-hmm. lose the best of the one. Yeah. Losing two games in a row to this Dignitas team is really surprising to me because mm-hmm. this this dig team didn't really look that good during lockins. Uh, I guess they're also missing their jungler River, who I think I want to say he's from the PCS, but I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, that's the but Pacific I, scene.
1: Yeah. Mm. He. He's pretty good. Like, really good, actually. Okay. He was on PSG Talon. Okay, yeah. They they went to Worlds last year, I believe.
0: Yeah, that sounds familiar. Or
1: maybe the year before.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the first game was a lot closer. Like, by the end, it was like a 3K gold gold difference, you know, for, yeah. for, for dig. Game two was just a stomp, ending in 28 minutes with an 11K gold league for Dignitas. Yeah. I,
1: I think the problem with 100 Thieves always is it's weird, right? It's never... I was watching like double f co-stream it and i think he kind of summed up my thoughts pretty well on them where mm. you never look at 100 theses laning and you think oh like they lost the game there mm. it's somehow as a team they just make the wrong decisions
0: okay and like that kind of snowballs into yeah it snowballs
1: into them just like i feel like they even when they're ahead they never really have like a great baron setup right mm. or like they never really have great dragon setups which is weird because. This is a core that's played for a really, really long time. Right. The um uh like closer closer and who he both played on the same team like a while back. Closer who he and FBI, all three of them used to play on the old Golden Guardians Roster, I think in 2019 or 2018. Mm-hmm. And then Yeah, it just—I don't know—it throws me off. Closer—it's also weird because Closer and Abadaga used to play together in the Turkish league a while back too. So it throws me off how they've all had a kind of experience playing together, and it just feels like something's missing as a team. mm
0: -hmm. Like a focal point to to carry that momentum over. I see. I mean, yeah, every uh, all the analysts for LCS all predicted—well, most of them. Well, they, they all predicted that 100 Thieves would be in the finals for the Lockins, ins, yeah. right? Um, which, again, and... coming
1: into that tournament, they should be the clear favorites to at least be yeah. finals.
0: Yeah. And now, the only, uh, now them being knocked out of the tournament, the only ones uh, who are correct are Jat and Freak to possibly yeah. be right with who ends up winning between TL and EG, unless both of them lose. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> which,
1: it though. Which I EG, doubt, EG like... looks really, really good. <laughs> mm hmm. I think again, their their mid laner is surprisingly good for a rookie. Oh, yeah. bro he he had the spicy. Hold on, I gotta pull up his tweets. He <laughs> he spice, has spicy his tweets. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He's... Oh
0: my god. And yeah, it was great because as soon as it panned to to freak commentating, I think the for day two of um the bracket lockins like after everyone was already like seated. He was like he was like ah yes <laughs> one of the only commentators to be right alongside Jet I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to show gonna you so
1: All right so this was his tweet January 15th I think this is the day, day they played Team Liquid mm-hmm. Why is everybody making a big deal out of TL's new mid laner who is this guy question mark question mark question mark <laughs> And then after they won he goes this is your goat question mark question mark
0: bro <laughs> Mind you this kid
1: is I think 17
0: Yeah of course he's going to be a shit talker
1: And then like and his his other like tweets right november that was january 15th november 17th uh a sponsored lg lg us like headphones tweet november 15th can't wait for lcs and then december 5th 2019 a picture of his Fortnite standings
0: oh my god that's all he has on his twitter
1: yeah he used to play a uh, professional Fortnite for like a hot oh, second
0: wow. oh wow and now he's on league well, that's a transition yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah. there's like a video of him like sniping Tfue or something.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Was, like, was it stream sniping or sniping a game?
1: Stream sniping. <laughs> it's got like a million views. I'm not even kidding. I, I watched no, it. I looked no at it like a couple days ago.
0: Oh, that's great. Word. Okay. Uh, and then the other game I wanted to talk, uh, touch upon was the only series to go to game three for the whole Which bracket I was cloud 9 and CLG. Best of threes are just weird. You think so?
1: I don't think they should. I don't like best of the threes.
0: Oh, you don't think they like the the fact that you can like counter play, counter pick to a side, you know, the side of your choice. You, like, I just, lose, I just then, don't get you know, why they're like...
1: running best the threes. Everything else is running best of the fives.
0: Oh, so you're saying like you feel like it's like a skimp, like you should yeah, just like go... a continuity
1: thing. It feels kind of weird, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: LCS playoffs and finals are best of the fives. Worlds playoffs and finals are all best of the fives.
0: I mean, but this is like a lock in, right? I so guess like, it's yeah. Like a little more casual, uh, not casual because it's tier one esports, but like it's like kind of like the warm up to the season for for NA.
1: Yeah, which makes sense, but I, it's just weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, it. Yeah.
0: Understandably, but I mean, I I was kind of surprised that CLG Cloud9 was the only series to go to to game three. You know, I think CLG so was won I. the the second game.
1: Yeah, they won game two. Yeah. But at the same time, that's when the, like their bot lane just completely griefed the whole fucking game. <laughs> but at, at With the same Ezio time, Karma? yeah, they got uh, I think like thresh Hook level two or something and they died. Oh, but um, I'm not really that surprised that CLG took a game. Their new roster looks surprisingly like proactive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, except for their top laner, man. Jenkins is not very good.
0: Wasn't he a, a mid laner before?
1: No, you're thinking of or Jensen. 8K? Jensen was a mid laner. Jenkins mm. is the top laner.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, he used to be on Team Liquid Academy. He played a couple of games last season for the, mm. the main roster. I don't think Jenkins is very good. I don't know if you watched that first game. He went like 0-9 or something on GP. Oh, no. Like, like at one point, the, the, the enemy team had seven kills. He had six deaths. Oh,
0: no. GP top? Yeah. Yikes, that's not how you want it to go. Against Scion? Wait, is yeah. that Poppy Jungle?
1: Yeah, Poppy Jungle's broken.
0: No fucking way. It's, wait, it's wait, really just- good.
1: <laughs> uh, it's really good until, like, Lee Sin Jarvan. Right, because mm-hmm. you could just interrupt. Yeah. And usually, like, Lee or Jarvan's kind of played with, like, a maybe, like, a LeBlanc or something mid lane, so it's, like, doubly good.
0: Mm-hmm. For that combo.
1: But, yeah, I, again, going back to the point, I'm not really surprised CLG won a game. c not playing mm-hmm. with her full roster. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's they're missing their top laner and their bot lane's different than what it should be. And I think this new version of CLG just looks really proactive. Their bot lane's really, really good. I think Luger and Poom mm-hmm. they're pretty aggressive and they're able to win match like 2v2s, which is why they won that second game. But other than that, yeah, that's
0: okay. about it for them. I mean, yeah, CLG has some, has some promise to split. Alright, so I know you wanted to mention One,
1: somebody uh... could say potential.
0: Okay. Uh, is, that, is that a throwback meme?
1: It is a throwback meme.
0: To, well, well, who said it?
1: I just, it's just always been a CLG thing.
0: Oh CLG just having potential? Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds like CLG. What was that? Um I don't know if you want to touch like I'll touch upon an LEC game or um a roster oh, change. Oh yeah, there's but...
1: a there's a roster change in LEC. Uh Excel got rid of their support that they brought up from their academy team last year, mm-hmm. who, uh, who's two actually, weeks into
0: the into the split.
1: It's weird though, right? He's been really, really good. I think not really good, but I don't think he's that team has a lot more problems than just him. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of they and they brought in Mickey X. He's the old G two support. You know, been to like one LEC, like multiple multiple times. Uh, went to a World Finals, one MSI. So, uh, I,
0: so he's not he's a new support?
1: Yeah, he's a new support, which I, I mean, I'd, I'd assume, I mean, yeah, it's a good thing, I'd say. Like, he's obviously an upgrade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just, it's weird to me doing it two weeks into the season. Like, what what changed in those two weeks? And also, like, I've, I've just been reading online how it's been, like, communicated to him. Like, he didn't find out until, like, the end that he was getting replaced. Like, all his teammates and everybody else knew before he knew. Oh no! Yeah.
0: Oof, that's that's kind of hurt.
1: interesting like hurt. I, I do think it's an upgrade, right? Because you have, you know, somebody who's so accomplished and has always been like a focal not a, not a focal point, but like a a good player on a good team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it's it's a it's an upgrade for sure. I just Excel is kind of scummy in the way they handled it. That was yeah, a, I,
0: yeah. I, I, how how teams go about replacing players will always be like one of those uh controversial topics like how what's like a proper way to do it because like that that's gonna you know hurt. Like you're yeah. you're, you're, on tier, you're on a you're not you're a team you're like expected to like perform and then you don't like perform as like you might be performing you might be thinking you're doing fine the next thing you know but you get caught. The thing is like, he's
1: not even underperforming, right? Like he's playing well. He's a rookie like he played half the season last season. Maybe yeah but if you
0: could have that versus someone who's like big yeah, world I agree and, you know I agree. Yeah. I,
1: I also think it's just weird that they did it Two weeks into the season, mm-hmm. and not over the off season.
0: Yeah, they had they had all hold that time to to prepare.
1: Because support's not a role where you can just replace kind of quickly and like the team can start gelling, right? Because support has to build synergy with the jungler and like you know like move around the map as a team. Yeah, support's like that, around, right? Lot, like
0: yeah. So not having so, yeah, that, that training
1: period of the off season is kind of just weird to me.
0: Yeah, that that does make sense. So what do you think about Team Vitality versus G two with Team Vitality's win?
1: i think vitality is gonna win they stopped playing like stupid comps
0: mm-hmm.
1: like they started just playing normal stuff
0: yeah they, they went TP's in Zin, ori ophelios Thresh.
1: yeah and then, like you compare it to their games last week where they were playing like an action uh action mid or uh like vex mid
0: mm-hmm. like stuff
1: that's just like hard to execute
0: yeah where like cars, individually cars
1: yeah, where, like, individually, you're just, like, better than other players, probably. So, like, just play normal stuff, mm-hmm. and you'll just win. Yeah. That's all they need to do.
0: <laughs> just play, play something consistent and strong. Okay. All right, Word. Well, on to the next topic. Um, T1 Challengers coach Roach suspended for tampering despite appeal to consider a four-game ban. In an article written by Dot Esports, written by Sage Dutain, they talk about how T1 Challengers coach Kim Roach Kang has been suspended on a four for four games in the 22, uh, 2022 LCK Spring Split, and has received a fine of three million Korean won. I don't know how much that tra- is translated to like USD. After tampering with a contracted player without their team's pres- uh, permission, the new T1 Challengers coach was under suspicion f- uh, for directly contacting a player under contract in regards to free agency without informing their team. This was later confirmed, resulting in the initial four game ban placed back in December twenty twenty one yeah, one made an appeal on behalf of Roach to examine the ban on January 20th, but be- was unsuccessful as both the fine and four-game suspension stood ahead of them. So, what does this mean for orgs moving forward, on?
1: Uh, what do you mean?
0: Like when it comes to like trying like poach players and just... like trying to like like talk to talk to them and say like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna come to our team?" You know, you like, just have gotta, to be a little benefits.
1: like a little sneakier about it. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't have them, you can't have them find out
1: i don't know man you can't like do it over fucking like webo or whatever they're using you know
0: <laughs> yeah whatever messaging app yeah because like i i forget if this has been like been done in the past but, like i'm sure it, it like also like applies to like regular sports where yeah like, a players under not contract as much, though you, really it's not it's not as it, it's not as
1: like the thing is because like teams have agents and like all that stuff Mm-hmm. There's not as much, like, direct player-to-player. Like, the players don't have that much say in, like, bringing a- another player onto their team.
0: Yeah, but I'd actually, say. like, a lot of Tier two, uh, tier 1 teams, like, already have agents. No. You don't think so? Eh, they I, probably I, do. Seen...
1: Actually, yeah, no, they do. You're right.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I saw um Mixwell. He's uh, a player for... He was a player for G2 in uh, the European scene. He just got dropped from their... Um, Their Valorant roster. And he said, if you want to pick me up, reach out to my uh, team. Actually, yeah, never
1: mind. Though. The last year, the Bulls and Heat got investigated for tampering. I don't think anything came out of it, but they get fined like $10 million.
0: <laughs> That's a franchise spot in the LCS. Yeah,
1: but to them, it's nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 So, like-
1: 2017 NBA punishes the Lakers for tampering. They got fined 500 k that's
0: oh, not Yeah. Oh, well. well <laughs> so like, but it's just, it's just in it 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 how like, it applies to like esports at the same time. Right. Because yeah. like, you have a player under contract there, they, they only have certain conditions in which they can be removed from the contract and get put onto another team if they get bought out or something. But to, like, I also just like think... message a player and like get like as a coach, you know, it's so, like yeah. you, can't even, you can't even coach your team for the next four games during yeah. a season. Like that's important.
1: Uh, I also think like it's, it's a lot more tampering in league is a lot more is a lot worse because like you know the team size is so small right
0: mm-hmm. you know every player is like more of a detriment like more like important for the team yeah. whereas like regular sports where it's like 15 20 people i'm assuming I don't yeah
1: know. so i remember yeah. i think it was in 2016 or 2017 where g2 got accused of tampering when they brought in caps Which was like which makes sense because you know, they just they just brought in a um you know, the best mid laner in the league from their rival team and the second best mid laner decided to move into the AD carry position to get this guy that would like completely transform their team into a better like a better version. So yeah, I'm not I'm not I don't know. It's weird. I I could see why poaching kinda has like hard like hard finds in league, especially. Because yeah. it's so prevalent, and like, the the one player makes that much of a difference, you know.
0: Let me, let me see here, three million to USD. Uh oh, that's oh, like only 20K? like twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Twenty five hundred? That's it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like not even ah, I just poach again. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's couch money. It's no problem. But damn, I mean, I'm I'm more like I know with I'm... the fact of like just like not even being able to like coach, you know, like like he has a. It's only four like he games can. though. Yeah, but like I feel like Poor at the beginning a of a lot. season, uh, it, it can be like decently important, right?
1: No, but you know what it is? He's still like able to, he's not, he can't be on stage for the official games, but he could still mm-hmm. be with the players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but like when you're doing like picks and bands and stuff, like.
1: Yeah, but you could, that's when you just have like an assistant coach and you kind of like, you know, line it out. You just hope them. they do everything right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. True. All right. Speaking of LCK. Um, did you guys know that Renekton has a 100% ban rate in the LCK this split? I'm really, uh, really surprised. It, yeah, like actually nuts, because everyone thought Renekton was like dog water especially after like some Gordrigger nerfs but uh, uh, On.esports written by Pablo Suarez, a total of 31 games have already been played since the 2022 LCK spring split started early this month. I just
1: checked earlier actually, it's 48.
0: <laughs> Is it more now?
1: Yeah, it's more and it's still 100%.
0: But I, I, this article from yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they played. Um,
0: and it's still one hundred percent. No, no,
1: it went down to ninety-eight. Sorry.
0: Okay, ninety-eight percent.
1: Yeah, ninety-eight percent. Big man. Uh, they played six games today or something in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many. But they they played a bunch of games in the morning today.
0: Wow, I, but he's like almost never missed a draft, in, in that continued uh series. Uh, Renekton, one of the best top lane champions in the game at this moment, I mean, arguable, is highly valued by the teams in South Korea. Renekton, times on, on red side map. Yeah, what's up?
1: I think the thing why Renekton is so good is that he doesn't really have any bad lane matchups, right? He's a relatively safe top laner to play.
0: Because mm-hmm. he has like a, a, like a, a double dash, uh, a, yeah, a, 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 a stun on his W, uh, Q heal. If he like if he's um uh, if he's like if his red if his bars red, yeah, and, and it ulti think- that like makes him huge.
1: The most important thing is that like he opens up the, the game so much where in like not in game but in draft where you know you can you can pick an AP jungler if you want to then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. That opens up like Diana or like something like that. And then that allows, you know, your mid lane to play whatever. Yeah, right? you your to...
0: AP at that point. Yeah. So like yeah. at the point it's like a it's like a toss-up, even though no one's really playing like, A D mid right now.
1: Yeah, but it, but it opens up the possibility, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's true.
1: I think, actually, uh, the champ I'm most surprised... Not most surprised that, but I'm waiting... I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen a nerf yet is uh, Twisted Fate.
0: Okay, so I, as you were just... I was about to mention him. like He also has 100% pick and ban rate in both the LEC and LCS. So that's three out of the four major leagues where he has that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they, he, they're talking about nerfing him next patch. Right? There was an article released uh, today talking about he's on the chopping block. I think for Q damage... And um, I I forget, it's like something like has his auto attack speed.
1: Yeah, he has a 98% pick ban in LCK and a 70% in LPL.
0: Yeah, with 100 in both LCS and like LEC, which is nuts. I mean, he's one of those champions that you just like, you just have a click on CC, you know? Not
1: even that. It's the the ability to have a TP when Mm -hmm. Teleport's nerfed.
0: Yeah. To be, to be able to like roam while the other, while everyone else is like restricted to, to like regular TP or just roaming in general.
1: Yeah, well, like, because like, they, ch- they changed TP, right? Where you can't mm. TP before level uh, 13 minutes into the game to minions. Right. Yeah. So T- TF plays are a lot like easier to do, which is weird, right? Because they also nerfed, they nerfed Shen a couple of patches ago. Well, not a couple of patches ago, but like, a re- kind of recently, like they nerfed mm. his ult cooldown.
0: In yeah, anticipation his, his of these like,
1: teleport changes,
0: and they didn't do it for anyone else with a potential teleport, yeah, they didn't
1: do it for TF, which is it's weird. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't nah, know it's, all, it
0: it's all on purpose, I'm telling you. Riot works in mysterious ways, like
1: right, like it's weird because TF was also such a high presence at worlds, so mm-hmm. they kind of just let this champ be just great. let it
0: slide. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Are uh, you because like the argument can be made like he he has a very low win rate in low elo games. Like low and mid elo games, but like, and then as you go up those gate, as you go up those elos, it spikes, <laughs> it like spikes up. It yeah, shits yeah. Up.
1: But the thing is, right? I remember, um, I think I watched an interview with, I think, uh, Jat, where he used mm. to be on the, because he, he was on the balance team for a little bit, and he was talking about their process behind nerfing a champion, and it was like if they have a high, very high presence in like high elo and um pro play guaranteed nerf
0: mm-hmm.
1: and tf has been high <laughs> presence
0: slide under the radar
1: for freaking ever like literally yeah. ever
0: I, he's he's getting nerfed soon if it makes you feel any better yeah right, right i, I know
1: he will be but
0: <laughs> just about, about I, time kind of thing yeah yeah took forever i feel you all right this one i find this one hilarious i feel bad for the academy teams because in auto written by dot esports by michael kelly Bjorckson will start as the mid laner for Team Liquid's League Legends Academy roster uh, later today. This is on um oh this is like from like the twenty uh someone from a few days ago because of COVID related travel co- uh, complications preventing the team's usual mid laner, um, Harry. Yeah, uh, he's
1: Harry? uh from Australia.
0: Okay, um from arriving to the US in time to opening for the opening day of the academy season, um Bjergsen, who has never played in the North American Academy game. Made his 2022 debut with Liquid last weekend in his first competitive showing. Uh, since his temporary retirement in 2020, Bjergsen led Liquid with two victories in three games, and posted a KDA of 15 across the first week of the LCS. let just
1: imagine being an academy mid laner and just having <laughs> to go up against Bjergsen. Like, Bjergsen that's cool. Bro,
0: as an academy, you're like, you're like, I can't wait to show my stuff. I want to be, you know, the next big thing. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show my grit in this mid lane, and is that Bjergsen? <laughs>
1: yeah like that's just not it's like when like a professional athlete goes down to like the minor leagues to rehab yeah i I remember it happened one (laughs) time in um i don't remember the pitcher's name right but he he went down to single a right which is like in in baseball it's like uh the mlb triple a is like the the league under it double Mm. a is the league under triple a and then single A is the league under Double A, right? Okay. So that is like people that are just starting out in baseball in the in the professional scene of baseball, right? Yeah. And I remember like the 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 uh, opposing team was literally just tweeting, "This guy's throwing 102 miles an hour. Send help." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's how it's gonna feel, bro. <laughs> when you're playing against Burekson. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Which I mean, I, I gotta say, respect to Evil Geniuses, they took a game off. Uh, TL.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which i'm I'm not again like
0: those are two powerhouse teams i'm
1: sure it wasn't a shock for saligo who's the eg eg academy mid laner because he played in lcs for 100 thieves and dig so he's he's faced up he's faced up against you know the best of na mid laners
0: where um when was that game eg versus
1: uh I actually don't. Oh know. yeah,
0: here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it was, it was day two. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, everyone kind of held their own again in that game.
1: I really feel bad for the team for the players that have never, you know, started in LCS, which is a good amount of them in the academy system.
0: <laughs> Just facing against the the god. Yeah. Eriksson. Love it. All right. Um. And then this is kind of like the last one that's like league related but I'm sure a lot of people are happy about. Um, Written on .esports by Michael Kelly, just two weeks into the 2022 uh, ranked League of Legends season, the Chemtech Drake, uh, as well as corresponding Dragon Soul and Terrain, have been disabled on all of the game servers worldwide. Riot has not given a time frame as to when the Chemtech Drake will return to the game. The League developers cited feedback from social media and in-game servers that, uh, quote, Chemtech edition has just been too frustrating to play with, especially if you're on the losing team, end quote according to an announcement made by the company earlier that day.
1: Thank God.
0: So, yeah, Dragon and (laughs) Bat
1: For the first time ever, Riot decided to get rid of something.
0: Pretty quickly, too. Like, surprisingly, you know? Like They didn't wait after the season. I'm going to
1: be honest. People bitched about it when it was on the PvE. People bitched (laughs) about it in preseason, and they still let it go through, like, three patches. So, I'm not going to say pretty quickly, but I respect that they got it done.
0: I was saying like pretty quick into the season, because I am sure they wanted to see how it went down in in, in like yeah. tier one like esports before like they like like oh all the diamond shitters are crying.
1: Uh. <laughs> like it like completely gets rid of the, any comeback potential in the game, right?
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, because if, if the opposing team is up and they have chemtech and then you you're like winning the team fight, you like, you're, you're like, like so happy you're winning, and you then everyone even, gets rezzed you're like oh.
1: You don't even need the soul, right? Just just the uh, the way it changes the terrain.
0: What did it do for a turn again? It gave you like, it made you like invisible and it gave you like a speed it, buff or something? It
1: made yeah, it makes everything like a camouflage zone, right? So there are no there are no bushes. You can't ever get vision into your own jungle unless you have pink wards and those just die. So if you're behind like in, in your base, right? Like all your inner turrets are down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like walking into the jungle is a death trap. At any yeah, time. You,
0: you can never secure vision. You can't hold any any terrain. You're right.
1: Right, and then that means like your jungler can can't ever farm, so he's falling even further behind.
0: <laughs> then he already was from his field game top.
1: Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of it. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to rework it because I'm assuming they will. There's no way they're just going to scrap it completely.
0: You know, I, as as much as like everyone give them a shit for like doing something like that, I commend Riot for trying something new. Even if it wasn't gonna work out, even if it was like absolutely crazy, like it didn't break the game, right? As people like argue things do when things are like overpowered. Yeah. But like like the point of esports is to have a meta where things change, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you're constantly like adapting. I mean, and league in, league in, in, needs to that. be
1: a consistently changing game. Like it yeah. just needs to be that's what it needs to be.
0: Cause if it ever becomes stale, then everyone's just gonna drop it and like yeah. switch to like something else. So I I, I don't blame them for trying it. Uh, I blame
1: them let's... for thinking that this was a good idea, though.
0: <laughs> okay, two sides of the same coin, I see. <laughs> but
1: I like that they tried something yeah. new. I don't like the fact that it was specifically Kemp Dectric.
0: Okay, okay, that's that's fair and reasonable. That's very fair and reasonable. All right. Uh, and then the next thing, which isn't league-related, but kind of is because it's Tencent. Uh, in an article written on Sports uh, Business Journal, uh, written by Hong Yu Chen, Tencent Holdings and Tencent Esports have a strategic partnership with the Olympic Council of Asia and Asian Electronic Sports Federation, respectively. Um, the deals will focus on three aspects to promote the development of esports industry in Asia. Uh, one being Tencent and the OCA plan to build intercontinental esports tournament system featuring Asian characteristics. Two, Tencent Esports provide experiences in tech support to help OCA and AESF host uh, esports events, uh, aka the Road to Asian Games in Asia. And three, Tencent and the OCA will join will jointly promote the exchange of competitive sports in Asia, cultural exchanges among different nationalities, and provide educational programs for players and practitioners. So, pretty much, what the sums up is that we might get esports a- at the Olympics very soon,
1: which is really really cool. I'm also kind yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this isn't this isn't more of trying to get like more. People in their respective countries to play esports. I think it's more of a trying to like connect different countries through esports, right? That's what I'm kind of getting.
0: So I think right now there's kind of focusing on the esports aspect in Asia. So I'd like whether it'll go to like the Olympics overall. Yeah, yeah. I i don't know, but maybe for like anything that because like the Olympics, I'm I i do not know how it works entirely, but I'm pretty sure like they 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 choose people based off of like how well they do and they have to like go through like a certain like screening, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Have to like perform at like this, this part of things. So I'm sure like they're, they're kind of going to be making like a system where if you perform well at these things, then you will come on to like the, yeah. like the Olympic version which, of esports.
1: Again, it, It's awesome. It, it kind of, it brings esports out to like a bigger audience, right? More mm-hmm. mainstream audience, which I yeah. don't, I actually don't think that China ever needed that help. I think a league, especially in China is massive.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: do you remember those uh, videos I, remember. I sent you uh, after People ED- just going crazy EDG in the streets World and in their hotels. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. It was beautiful. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, the, t- the Tencent senior VP, Stephen Moss, said uh, the company will also help prepare the debut effort for esports as a medal event at the Asian Games in Hangzhou in September. So that's going to kind of be like the first implement, implement, uh, implementation of it. Uh, that event, which is under the Olympic slash IOC umbrella, will feature eight games, two of which um, are not distributed by in China by Tencent, which is Valve Dota Two and Activ- uh, Activision Blizzard's Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, and it's not clear whether Tencent will provide support for these titles. Uh, Dota Two Chinese distributor is Perfect World, while Hearthstone's is NetEast. Both partnership with both uh, b- b- both are in partnership with OCA and SF. But it's it's still super dope. You know, kind of like that centralized point of esports. Like yep. everyone has like their own leagues. You know.
1: Yeah, I so, think like, it's super cool. I can't wait to... See, I hope this actually works out.
0: I, I think it will. It, it may be like a little like wonky and finicky at first because it's yeah. kind of like... I don't know how, how specialized these people are when it like, comes to integrating esports into like the sports world, but we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I'm excited. I'm very so excited. So am I. All right. Uh, the next part... Whew, okay. This one. This one's kind of nuts. So well, this stuff came out, everyone was kind of shook. Uh, ESL and Faceit acquired and merged. By a Saudi-owned savvy company, uh, you know, uh, own savvy group, uh, savvy yeah. gaming group for a reported yeah, one point five billion dollars.
1: It's a company owned by the Saudi government.
0: Yeah, the, I think they're like quote unquote Federal Reserve. Um, yeah. they they own this. So it Which, talks about how the Modern Times Group has uh, officially sold its esports tournament organizer ESL to the Savvy Gaming Group. The company also has picked up by uh, Face It. Which means that two of the biggest uh, tournament organizers in esports will be changing uh, changing hands and emerging for a reported 1.5 bill. Uh, the savvy gaming group is fully owned by Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, um, the PIF, which is pretty much like their their federal reserve.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I'm really just hoping that it's more of like a silent ownership.
0: I don't um, I don't think it will. I'm not I'm
1: not a fan of it. I, I could see why ESL is willing to, you know, sell it for 1.5 billion.
0: Yeah. I don't really I mean, blame them. It, like ESL One, Intel Masters, ESL Pro Tour, ESL Play. Cuz from
1: from my understanding is that ESL and Faceit as a whole were like operating at a loss for a while. Like yeah. most things in esports they just operate for losses.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially during like a pandemic.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm not surprised they sold. I hope I hope you know it still goes smoothly.
0: I think there'll be like some structural changes. I don't think any of anything will be like detrimental. I feel like maybe just like some nitpicking as in like, oh like we should do this differently. Oh, we should do this differently. Yeah. In terms of like production or like format for structure for stuff. But I mean like governments owning <laughs> esports platforms.
1: Especially the Saudi Arabian government, which isn't the greatest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean like
1: I mean, do you remember when um uh the LEC was about to partner with NEOM?
0: This sounds familiar.
1: Basically they were they were of, about to partner with uh I think the company's called NEOM or like NEOM or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh they they are also backed by the Saudi Arabian government and there was massive outrage by the talent and the staff, like everybody that worked at the LEC because like the, you know, their government is really against gay rights, trans, transgender rights, like mm-hmm. women's rights, all that stuff. It went so far that the casters literally refused to work unless the uh, the LEC ended that partnership. Wow. Which they ended I mean, up I understandably,
0: doing. you know, like, you don't want to work for a company that you don't, you feel like doesn't support your, you know, your beliefs. Yeah. And especially, like, in, like, you know, our society where, like, everything's kind of, like, forward-thinking and you want people to, like, like, oh, yeah, these are the expectations we have of you. Like, don't fuck these up. Yeah. And it's It like, was also fuck, funny like, like, no, because no, no, no,
1: no. I remember the LEC, it was, like, the LEC, I think it was during like Pride Month or something. So the LEC had like the Pride their Pride logo going as they announced this tweet.
0: That's oh no. <laughs> We're parting with the Saudi Arabian government. Yeah. It's like Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I don't have like I, I have, like enough knowledge of like the Saudi Arabian government to like know whether like they're good or bad. But I've only heard like negative things, so I'm just gonna assume that those things are true.
1: They're very so bad. I'll just say it right comments. now, they're bad. <laughs> they're
0: bad <laughs> i mean let's see what this what this does for counter-strike because esl wasn't like the only you know like staple when it came to like counter-strike
1: it's the biggest though
0: it, it is but there's like there there are like other organizers who also they're right because like... they,
1: they this also ends up buying like they bought face it which also ends up buying the uh like the face it um like the private servers that they have
0: yeah not the private
1: servers, but, like, the matchmaking that Faceit has for casual players.
0: Yeah, like, Faceit's, like, a bracket platform on top of being able, like, to connect players, stuck to, like, together for, like... It is curious
1: matches. to see how uh, how the Saudi government's going to deal with all the data they're going to get.
0: Oh. <laughs> all that information? I, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they could have gotten it, like, a plethora of other ways, but who knows, like, what they'll, like, use that information No,
1: for. but, like, Faceit downloads, like, anti-cheat, right? Which I think it's, like... It, it acts as uh, like, saying, are you, are you, are like
0: they're the going to current... bitcoin mine our computers is maybe what they, is what you're saying. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> who knows who knows what they'll do with it yeah. i don't think
1: i mean i doubt they'll do anything with it but it's just like it's just a thought
0: oh what if yeah like these are the possibilities these are the yeah. things they can do with them just because like they're not trustworthy I, I feel you i feel you um all right we have two more topics to touch on the next one uh it's kind of what we touched upon last week with um microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard so we talked about, like, how this would affect competition and stuff. And um, Sony being Microsoft's, like, their competitor, you know, producing the PS5 while Xbox produces the, the Xbox. I mean, Microsoft produces the Xbox. With, like, these plot, like, cross-platform games, now the fact that Microsoft has all of, like, these titles under their belt, Sony was kind of, like, was worried and scared that they weren't going to um, keep up with, like, contractual agreements. So I'll just, I'll just read off some like, some of the things here. So in an article written uh, on .esports by Scott Robertson, um, is Sony expects to and hopes to see Microsoft make sure that Activision games still can still come out for the PlayStation. Uh, a Sony sp- spokesperson spoke on the Wall Street Journal today, saying that the game, gaming company expected Microsoft to abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision's games are, are multi-platform. A day prior to this statement, though, Sony's company stock dipped more than 13%. That's Resulting in a $20 billion loss in market value. That's nuts. Really? That's like less than half of how much Microsoft acquired Blizzard for.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. But if I'm, if I'm Microsoft, right, I think it'd be dumb not to support multi-platform games.
0: Yeah. So Microsoft gaming CEO, Phil Spencer, uh, touched upon this. He said that um, uh, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to continue to support these communities moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, most of these games don't make money off the actual selling the, of like selling of like the hard copy of the game. Right.
0: Yeah. Most get, of it is from
1: out. in-game transactions. Yeah. Which by supporting multi-platform, you're introducing more and more users to more, more in-game transactions and you're making more money.
0: Yeah. So it's just there's, so there's as simple as that. I think it, it, it's very simple, but there's there's two philosophies that come with the idea. Right. It's either we gatekeep our opponents.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's either and, like in hopes that you gatekeep your opponents, like people are going to switch over, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: or that like, you'll, you'll have like the market control already. So like they're like, they're like, like. Yeah, you're hoping for, like people for, are going to buy a
1: $500 Xbox and like buy buy just to play your games. Yeah. I think it's unreasonable to hope for that because people have already bought the other, like the competitor and they're not yeah. going to, they're just not going to play the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're already a staple in the in the community. Like it, it'd be foolish to uh, to like not agree yeah. like the contractual obligations because like they already have things in place, you know. So mm-hmm. if they break that contract, they probably gonna get sued for it. But like at the end of the day, they'd be like, oh yeah, we own the market. We have complete monopolistic control. There's nothing that you can do about it because we own these titles. So I don't think that'll stuff.
1: ever happen. Like as long as you know PlayStation exists, it's always gonna be a competitor.
0: I agree but it's like it's like the fact that they are getting so much control at once. You know, and in one swift fatal swoop, I, I they agree. went from being their competitor to now being like the winning competitor.
1: Yeah. Which maybe like I I think that would be a smart idea to do when you're about to when cuz both of both Sony and Microsoft kind of release their consoles at around the same time to compete with each other. Yeah. So, if maybe, I don't know, like three years down the road, like a year before they release their new consoles, Microsoft is like, hey, by the way, you remember these Activision games that were, you know, cross play, multi platform? Not anymore.
0: Yeah. They they could do that stuff with future titles. They don't, which like, all think... the stuff that they're contracted to now, like, there are games already released.
1: Yeah. Which I think would probably be like the craziest move of all fucking time.
0: <laughs> but at the same <laughs> It'd time, it also
1: be insanely smart
0: yeah it would also make sense you know because like those are for future titles yeah. so like they're not they're not contractually obligated for those
1: so, i'm whoa. sure that contract also runs out at some point right so like
0: yeah
1: it might even be worth breaking the contract if you do it at the right time where you know you're both releasing new consoles so like that old generation is kind of outdated and people are making that decision based off what games they can play mm-hmm. so like you do it close to your both both releases so that people are like okay like i really wanted to get the playstation but now call of duty uh, yeah it's only gonna like be on like xbox all, all the now. other games are all yeah. only on xbox now so maybe i should buy the new xbox instead
0: mm-hmm. and it's more of an incentive to, to, to like stay like with microsoft than it is for, yeah uh, the Sony. yeah uh, who, this is this is like that that was this weird time of like a but lot of the, like mergers and acquisitions kind of like yeah. causing new things in, in like in scenes but
1: also i wonder at the same time is like is that gain of people that are coming to like microsoft right like are you gonna make more money from that or are you gonna make more money from people on both platforms being able to play your games and make microtransactions
0: i don't think it's like the money aspect of it i i think it's just market control you think so because once you have enough market control and like you squeeze out your your competitor enough, then eventually like they're, they're going to like wind down on their like, yeah. services. okay. And then they'll be like, oh, Sony, Sony's customer support sucks. Like, I'm yeah. like, not getting any help. I'm just going to go to Microsoft. So I'm just going to go to Microsoft.
1: Maybe. Okay. I was looking at it for more of like the money aspect, but I guess not.
0: And to touch on the last topic for today, this one was, that's to me. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Uh, an article written on Dot .esports by Cam Michael. Brawl Hall Esports is to feature the largest fighting game prize pool of all time for the 2022 season. They're going to be hosting a $1.32 million tournament across wow. all regions. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. 1. I'm going to
0: yeah break it down real quick. But yeah, million? $1.3 million. Absolutely nuts. It's going to feature four seasonal champ- championships and, across, uh, all, and several other events, including the first Jap- uh, Japan Invitational. Each seasonal championship will feature a large prize pool, a larger prize pool than the previous year with all four events uh, being up to a total a total of like $100,000. Along with the seasonal championships, players will be able to compete in the Omen Oasis Championship, a crew battle invitational and the mid-season invitational and the Brawlhalla World Championship of 2021. Two unannounced special events will be held in April and July, uh, between the 3 between the 3 versus 3 crew battle invitational and spring championship and 32 Player midseason invitational and summer championship, respectively. New esports viewership rewards will also be available throughout the season, with more details come at a later date. To end the new season, players will be competing for five hundred thousand dollars at the open entry Ballhalla World Championship in twenty twenty two, which will be held in November. That was a lot. There's a lot of events that they're hosting. Yeah. But one point three million dollars for a fighting game. Nuts. that's crazy. Like, usually, like, Smash events or, like, any FGC events, like, Smash events, they don't like, really get, like, any dev support, like, you know, before, like, even, with, like, even with, like, Nintendo and PG stuff, like, do- doing now, like, Smash events, they'd kind of rely on their pop bonuses coming from, like, either, like, investors yeah. or doing things like matching and people, like, donate money to the event.
1: Their price pools are never really that high.
0: And they're, they're not. They're, like, whatever people, like, input for, you know, for, like, entry, so, like, 10 to $20 for entry for a single person, and then... Like first place will walk out with maybe like three thousand dollars max. Yeah. With with eighth place walking out with like seventy five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I'm be like honest, Kavi I've beaches.
1: never heard of Brawlhalla though.
0: You never heard of Brawlhalla?
1: No. Is it is it like a it's, popular it's, fighting game?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's um it's a platform fighter, right? Yeah. Just just like Rivals of Aether and Smash, um, but it's it's kind of like a little more um like pixely i guess you could say yeah but they have like really really good dev support so like the the game like looks crazy and it's kind of like you know like you think it's more like a casual game but my i have a friend who commentates brawl hollow (laughs) his flambeau and he makes crazy good money
1: dude that's cool that's dope
0: off of just commentating their events because um salaries are so good for that game yeah you know, for like Smash, a block at like a major is like maybe like forty to seventy five dollars. Yeah, I don't even know how much he makes at you know his blocks, but like, like they're probably like upwards of like six hundred dollars, maybe <laughs> like yeah, some okay. crazy amount. Like,
1: dude, that's dope.
0: Yeah, so like it, it just comes to show like what what death support can do for like a fighting game.
1: Yeah, like which... well,
0: I played it a couple times. It's not that it's 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 okay. You know, it's not, like the first thing I play, but I can see like the appeal to it.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, the Smash team doesn't have much death support. At all, <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking like, of Smash, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Ludwig is hosting an online Smash tournament the yeah, $30, 29th and 30th, $30,001. Yeah. yeah, yeah, $1. I don't, I don't know. I
0: don't I saw that and I was like, you
1: want to know why it puts him well, in the was... top 10 of all time of melee tournaments, prize pools,
0: bruh. He saw it. He's like, what's the least? He's like, 30 grand. All right, we can I'm gonna yeah. one, <laughs> yeah.
1: And that, I mean, respect. It's crazy when a streamer does more than the actual developers of a game.
0: Yeah, I mean the developers don't believe in it, like as an esports. We 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 still have to see like how the panda circuit is gonna be because they collaborated with with Panda Global for um for like a a new circuit, but like it hasn't been like talked about or like done up yet because of COVID and stuff. But I was actually looking
1: at it earlier. It's uh, I think it's like twenty four hundred attendees for for melee. Yeah.
0: Right. Is it in person or online? Online. Oh my God, I was surprised he's doing that because, um, uh, I think Big House Six got hit with a cease and desist.
1: Yeah, they did. Well, by uh,
0: Nintendo for hosting an online melee event. But I that, think like that the really the
1: um the amount of backlash they got from that, I don't think they're gonna do it again.
0: I, it's Nintendo, bro. I learned a lot of. I learned a lot of. Bro, you never my, know. But day. it it
1: is, again, it's just crazy to me that a streamer does more for a, a fighting game scene than the actual company.
0: Yeah, and plus that fighting game scene that he's being a part of is over, like, 20 years old. Yeah. You know? So, and like, none that's... of that is
1: because of Nint- Nintendo.
0: Yeah. Which, is, the which is, like... Yeah, it's, it is it is really cool to see, and it's also, like, really sucky to see. You're like, you're, like okay... But at the same time, it's because of, like, the little dev support that we get that awesome people like Ludwig get to, like, shine their stuff and be, like, you know, yeah. like a beacon of hope for the Melee community. Yeah. Because if not, then, like, it, it would kind of fall into, like, the same thing of, like, like a tier, like, a super, like, tier 3 esport event. Like, yeah, I would look- consider that, like a, like, a tier 1 melee event, to be honest. Bro,
1: I'm looking at it right now, right? Like, the last, the last melee event to have more, like, Summit 11 had mm-hmm. the highest prize pool of 153k. yeah and then summit summit 5 is number 2 at 83k jeez and then it's that just like so- it just drops like i mean it's
0: it's melee like the the problem with melee is that like melee is great and melee has a very strong scene but yeah, only yeah. for very few events that are like staples in the melee community
1: yeah which is like summit and genesis yeah which actually he only did this because genesis got pushed back and he wanted to like yeah. keep the focus on smash
0: Mm-hmm. Keep keep the keep the hype up, yeah. So it is it is really dope that he's doing that kind of stuff.
1: It is crazy to me, like twenty four hundred attendees.
0: Yeah, and people people typically like hate like melee events that are like done online. Like a lot of people hate like monitor melee done through sort of, like Dolphin and and like, twenty four hundred is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's like that's like major numbers. You know, that's yeah. like, kind of like the great thing about having uh, the ability to do it online.
1: Yeah, so you, you can have to, get like, as many people, like, people like, as yeah. possible.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, like, he's not really seeing like any, like, ROI because he's not charging for, like, an entry fee or anything, No, assuming, I mean, right? yeah, he's, exactly.
1: he, he's just willing to throw away 30K.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, people are like, all right, I don't have anything to lose. I yeah. might as well enter, you know? Yeah. But I guarantee, Evie, if, if he had, like, a $5 entry fee based on, I promise you. It'd drop. That number would be, like, less than half of what it currently is. Yeah,
1: he's got some good, he's got some crazy good players joining. I know a lot I wonder how playing. he's going I to commentate it hungrybox is playing zane's playing
0: yeah all the big names
1: yeah i think he's just doing it on his twitch stream and i know he's got like a couple other streamers that are going to be able to commentate and watch along
0: yeah but he's, he's got to have like overlays and stuff you know like as, yeah, I, which as I a would, smash-
1: the thing is um a lot of his like the people that he lives with uh most of them actually worked for smash summit
0: Oh, so they like were, okay. in, in
1: production, like
0: and stuff ah, so like then that. he said, yeah. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, he's 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 bing chilling. Yeah, uh, that's a new phrase I've been hearing. I don't know, I don't know what it means or where it came from, but
1: he's he's what
0: bing chilling,
1: bing chilling. You know, you know, I've... bing
0: bong, yeah, people start saying bing chilling. I'm I've like,
1: never, What is never heard of it. We're, we're, like,
0: we're boomers, bro. Yeah, where'd you
1: learn this one from
0: on a stream on a smash stream? Oh my god, on Twitter, yeah, like the same day, and I'm like, Oh no.
1: I feel old as fuck now.
0: I know. Oh, all right, before I feel any older. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Esports Diff. Make sure you follow us on your respective uh, podcast platform to stay up to date with our episodes that air every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST. We're your hosts, fobs and on. and we'll catch you guys next week on Esports Diff. Peace out.
1: Peace out. See you guys next week.